I wonder if, if I, if we are a bit uncomfortable with today's gospel. It's a familiar one. We've heard it many times before. And there can be a, a knee-jerk sort of instinctual reaction to the ambition, to the entitlement, to the boldness of James and John. But we might wait for a moment instead of reacting so quickly because don't we, like everyone here, don't we desire and pursue greatness? After all, you students here, you're not playing around here at Harvard. You have problem sets and essays and lab work that bespeaks a drive in a pursuit of excellence. So how do we hear today's gospel? I had a bit of an insight that I'm just flagrantly stealing from a transitional deacon friend of mine, as he mentioned this the other day, that Jesus denies the request of James and John, not because it's too bold. No, he denies their request because it's not bold enough. You see, their question that they pose to Jesus, what they want, they aspire to sit beside Jesus, to accompany passively Jesus as he reigns in heaven. Now that can seem like a noble goal. I mean, of course, wanting to be with our Lord in heaven. That is until we recognize something remarkable, which is part of the awesome mystery of our faith, of who God makes us to be. You see, Jesus doesn't want us merely to accompany him. He wants us. He made us to reign as well. And that's incredible to say and to ponder, you know, to think about and wrestle with, that you and I are created to participate actively, really, in Jesus' life. You know, he offers these words, shall you drink the cup of my suffering? They reply, yes, and they do. Shall you be baptized into his death and resurrection? And they reply, yes, and they do. You see, they, James and John and the apostles, and we, every one of us, without exception, we're created for an extraordinary and great and awesome dignity, not as passive participants, but as active co-heirs with Jesus in his glory. And so I just want to pause just for a second to recognize the insight of how the sacraments, the mediation 
of our church. They help us to encounter, to meet personally and particularly Jesus. Not merely in some group way or some kind of sociological way of, oh, isn't that a nice ritual? But you and I are really made new when we meet Jesus. We're really strengthened when we meet Jesus. We are really forgiven when we meet Jesus. So that I, that you, that each one of us can actually become holy. We can be like him. And so, as we start to wrestle with this call to greatness, and we should, it's an important thing. After all, what else is there worth doing? We see that Jesus, in the gospel, he immediately instructs us on how to reign. We heard him proclaim, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now that too is very familiar. We draw out a kind of servant leadership from it, of course. But there is something that is foreign about how we live that out, that we need to fight actively, intentionally, to understand and to embrace this, because we evaluate our lives on our achievements, by our accomplishments. And that's not a bad thing. They're not evil in themselves. I think even in my own experience, after I graduated here and decided I wanted to be a priest, people thought, wouldn't that be a waste of your education and your talent? But you see, Jesus, he introduces an extraordinary new calculus, love. You see, greatness, serving others, is not just some nice expression. And it's not just serving those who are deserving and perfect, but all, or rather anyone. And that's what we forget, that this service that Jesus calls us to, it proclaims the eternal dignity of every single person and his or her life. That your worth, that your worth is eternal. And so we can ask as we follow and we desire this greatness to reign with Jesus, do I want to be great? Yes, of course I do. And so will I ask for the grace and foster the desire in myself that I could give my life for you? That like and with Jesus, that I could love others and you. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. 
God bless and see you next time.